0: hey everyone welcome to 12 questions this is anna valenzuela and i am so stoked to be here today what a beautiful crisp autumn moment we are having she's turned on stoke Turned on Stoke. Turn totally on Stoke, everybody. And uh, I'm very excited to introduce my very kind and patient co-host, Mr. Dave Yates.
1: She's a liar, uh, but I'm happy to be here.
0: <laughs> oh, you're you are you're very patient. You you are you are patient.
1: It's because I don't like it. I I love you, and I'm patient with people I care about. But you should hear what goes on in my fucking head when I'm driving. Like I went to go take the <laughs> trash down today and like uh-huh. this lady was just driving i'm just like what the fuck lady like i literally have no patience for people i don't care about
0: i mean don't we all i i had a have uh, been doing uh the tour guide work and uh i've been i gen- i pride myself on not having uh road rage but there were a couple times in the last few days where i'm like okay buddy that's as far as i go i go okay buddy uh and in my head i'm saying terrible things so I, no, I, I verbalize
1: them. I just don't yell them out the window. That's my spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. I don't. You're crushing it. I You're don't curse it. things out the window.
0: <laughs> and with that beautiful, beautiful declaration of spiritual war, Dave, could you uh, read us our clarity statement?
1: You betcha. Welcome to 12 Questions, where a podcast where we believe growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share our experiences with guests who do the same. We're not affiliated with AA, NA, or any other 12-step organization. 12 Questions has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We're simply two people that happen to be in recovery that want to give hope to anyone struggling. Although some of our guests may be clean and sober, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of the podcast is to learn more about ourselves and others. We only hope that you can learn something about yourself by listening
0: Dave I'm so stoked um our guests introduce themselves uh that way if they want to stay super anonymousy they are able to do so who are we speaking with today
2: hi (laughs) I'm Fielding and Fielding Edlo and and I am a a sober lady all right and thrilled to be here. Uh, and I use sober in quotes because, you know, sometimes I can feel like a newcomer even after over two decades. But happy, really happy to be here.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. same. Depending yeah. on the circumstances, um, I'm almost 10 years deep and can still feel new ass new after some shit. So.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. I think we, uh, I had a grand sponsor say that we just, everything gets better. The highs get better, the lows, the lows get better, but it's, you just, it's not, what she means by better is, um, more intense because we just feel things on a hundred. We don't, there's no, there's no way to just like decide like, you know what, I'm gonna check out from this goodbye. Uh, we're just not great at that in general. And then the more time that you have, the further you get away from the ability to run from your feels. So it's, <laughs> it's
2: amazing what um yeah, when people are like, you know, this too shall pass. Like I literally, it doesn't sink in. Like I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna look this way and feel this way for the rest of my life, and it's calcified and it's a done deal and nothing changes. And then I'm like, oh, I just needed a Mars bar.
1: <laughs> classic. Classic.
0: Classic low blood sugar. This is forever. This classic. is insane. classic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Takes a lot of surrender to admit you need a Mars bar. <laughs> it does. It's
2: like, do I I need I need to get fucked, a Mars bar, or just maybe a callback, or all three would be nice, but you know what? It...
1: Simultaneously.
2: <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Mars I didn't bar, want to say it, Dave. But yeah. Sex while eating true. a Mars bar and
1: <laughs> just calling back to those hilarious <laughs> jokes. Um, Amazing. But our first question is fielding. How do you experience surrender?
2: Uh, It's a great question. I honestly, my first instinct is just to say by being quiet, because I'm also a compulsive recovering interrupter and sort of just like overtalker. And I want to just, you know, just control be the whole thing, the personality magician, leaving myself depleted, angry, and exhausted. So when I'm just quiet and um, like not knowing what is going to happen and like literally just letting my body my mind my soul just like stop is and I've had it you know I have it intermittently but um it's pretty powerful wish I had it more wish I did it more wish I kind of collaborated with my higher power a little bit more on this but it's it's pretty amazing when it happens truly
1: yeah my surrender is inverse it's proportional to how much pain I'm in <laughs> like I I mean my my mantra as of late has been when the pain of things changing is less than the pain of things staying the same, that's when I change, you know? Mm. Like, like I can put up with a lot of pain because I don't like change. But right. then when, once those scales tip, it's like, all right, time to work a different program, time to get a different book, time to reach out to different people, time to try to be of more service. So, But I have to be pretty bloodied up before I change, unfortunately.
2: Well, I think that's exactly it too though. Like my whole journey and whereas you know, I'm in the 12 step mothership of drinking, what have you, but my whole journey really has been looking at also, you know, I do everything alcoholically. So it's like, you're mentioning like that other program. It's like, well, I need to look at those other issues. Like I don't really totally feel in danger of the drink. Thank God. Like a lot of the time it's like the, all the other shit that I've needed other programs for to keep me somewhat a sane citizen
1: <laughs> yeah and it's like the drink or the drug hasn't been a thought for me in a long time but I'm also not one of those people who says it's off the table because yeah. like, I'm an alcoholic you know and I like I joke about it sometimes like if someone's like oh Dave can't drink anymore it's like no Dave can still drink it's just like I have a choice today whereas 10 years ago I had no choice it was like mm-hmm. either put a bullet in my head or drink and i was like that drinking is is a fine solution you know rather than attempting suicide for this alcoholic Mm -hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead
2: oh no i um i i think that's a totally important salient point about not being off the table because it's i mean i literally just had this was that going to party i'm like a glass of a cure would be nice. Like, I don't know why, where that even popped in, like a cure. <laughs> Like white wine oh. with creme de cassis. What am I? A middle-aged housewife in Dubuque? No, I mean, God <laughs> I mean, bless all housewives. I'm a housewife. I'm a housewife. Okay, but um,
1: I was just in Dubuque, <laughs> and those gals were you, are really. Those gals are drinking mango white claws. That's that's the Dubuque <laughs> housewife beverage of choices.
2: That sounds really peppy, and like it might be a precursor to like a gentle bocaccio and coke at the yeah. like town <laughs> strip yep. club.
1: And I was just, just happy a gentle
3: that gentle one.
1: <laughs> I was happy that Iowa Hawkeyes won that day, but I think I went I, I went in on the, the mango White Claw in the audience. I'm like, because people will say, well, I can't drink this mango White Claw around Dave. And I'm just like, it's not going to be White Claw. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, right. why don't you be an adult and drink vodka and chase it with a LaCroix? Like that, that right. would be me. I would be like, fuck White Claw.
2: Yeah, do this... a ring of flaming 151s, you pussy. <laughs> oh,
1: they don't even make 151 anymore, I hear. They don't? No. They don't? I, I've, I I heard through the alcoholic grapevine that they don't even
2: <laughs> the secret yeah. dark web. They're mm-hmm. like, oh. nearing a slip. You're like, what are they? Is it Tequila? A scissor? Like Rob Kardashian?
1: Yeah, I got I gotta keep I gotta I gotta keep aware of what the kids are doing in these alcoholic. I hear you. I hear you. know, but like I they 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 don't make it anymore from what I've heard. But I can remember doing like parties where like i i I think i went to uh since we're in october i i would always go up to madison wisconsin when i still lived in illinois and they would do freak fest which is like their big halloween party and they would have like bands play and everybody dress up in like phenomenal costumes like i think oar played one year (laughs) and like third eye blind so it's like kind of like that but uh i remember drinking a half pint of 151 straight to the dome Before even going to the show, like I was just like, I'm gonna chug this as fast as possible, and then I'm gonna maintain by sipping on regular booze and and uh, yeah, didn't. That's
0: that's pretty hardcore. (laughs) 151 in acid is what put me in the hospital. Wow, yeah, Yeah. hit a a nerve with with you guys. One fifty one one fifty one breakout room. I feel
1: only the real ones know. Only (laughs) the real ones know about the cardi one fifty one.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It I was, that was ripped you apart. It's like your pancreas was like, stop, please, please, please.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's a burn. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like that, uh, that nine inch nail song about shooting heroin. It's like that old familiar sting. Like that, yeah. that was what yeah. 151 was, because you knew it was going to burn worse than any other alcohol. And then like, I guess that kind of made it like that whole process. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. going to sting. But then in five minutes, Rather than thirty minutes, I'm gonna to get to where I need to be.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's just like just... Oh, Go God. ahead. No, just where
2: I need to be. Face planted in a toil- toilet, toilet at Pi Kappa Alpha sophomore year, and people being like, literally, like, is she? Do we need to call the Philly hospital?
0: I mean, which I, I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love a good bathroom. It's just gritty.
1: Ho- it's gritty hovering over you with a mask. <laughs>
0: hey did you make a mistake (laughs) how's your insanity I look like it (laughs) oh my god hilarious hilarious I mean it leads us to our you know that insanity of it has to hurt in order to be good is so it's so the disease. It's right? so the disease. What is like? What is your uh been the most ex- insane moment either for you in and out or out of recovery?
2: Uh, meaning when good. I was out there as a Tasmanian devil teenage alcoholic, or it years, could be or,
1: insane or, good. So it's a choose your own adventure story. So it know, could be insane bad or insane good. We've had both.
2: I'm gonna go with insane good just to keep that my. Jewish cynicism, up, but because uh, I was thinking <laughs> about this, um, so I took a TM course, uh, transcendental meditation, at the David Lynch Center, and it's really great. And I, it's a tool I use in recovery. And they give you this beautiful ceremony at the end of the week where you bring fresh fruit and flowers, and you you're alone in your room in the room, just at, you meditate for 20 minutes. So my spiritual mentor guide leaves, and then I'm alone just with for 20 minutes, I guess. And um, this is insane. So I'm meditating. And I suddenly feel this really warm light. And my there's just a smile takes over my face. Like I'm not in charge of my face and my smile, just this huge smile. And my uncle, my dead uncle visits me, my uncle Blair, who I do feel is one of my angels. He passed away from AIDS in the 80s. And I know that he's my angel. And he comes to me in the room and starts jumping up and down saying, I want you to meet Tom. I want you to meet Tom, who was his um, lover, who was deceased as well. And I was just, they were in front of me and I have this huge smile and it goes on for, I have no idea for a couple minutes and then they leave And Lynn comes back in. And then, because my uncle I know has a very, very, very dark sense of humor, Blair. Like, it's like the precious ceremony. And she just, the glass just falls off the table and shatters of like holding, um, it was a candle, I think. That wasn't lit. And she was so shocked as if like, this has never happened to me in like 20 years. Like this, wow. It was like this thing. And then I, I feel weird even talking about it, or I think I just told my husband because it feels it feels so surreal, but I know it happened. It's one of those things. I don't know if you've had that happen, where it's like, I know this happened, but it's yeah. so ethereal. And I've wanted it to happen again. Of course, the addict in me is like
1: feel I'm good, ready? give me give me more this feel good.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. But it it was something where I also am like, what a, was I truly supposed to notice or take away from that experience? Like does Blair, it's like, yeah, you better meditate because you're a nightmare. So I visited you to make sure you do this for the rest of your life. Or, But anyway, it was it was pretty insane and powerful.
1: That's great. See, we love a good insane good. Everybody's like, yeah. oh, like I, I shit on myself <laughs> in a cab. And then I rolled down a grassy knoll.
2: I had the doing coke alone in the bathroom of a, a strip club in new york mm. and strippers being like can i make you soup okay but i felt like this was more this was more uplifting i thought a little yeah. strange but uplifting
1: but You're no offense soup. that seems <laughs> that seems
2: pretty
1: run-of-the-mill average for a right? strip club in new york i i assume they all make you do coke and feed you soup
2: exactly they're like we've got some gazpacho in the mini fridge
0: like <laughs>
2: are you okay
0: this is a very interesting, this is a very wholesome strip club. <laughs> what was it called? It was like somewhere in
2: Chelsea. I don't know. It was always in some kind of gentle gray out the whole time. I forget what it was, that one was I love was a called. strip
1: club. Shout out to all the strippers out there who are really doing the Lord's work. Um, you know, the people that poo-poo the strip club industry, it's like, man, some of these truckers can't afford therapy and these gals really do it up. Like I was, I was a DJ at a strip club in sobriety to save up money to move Mm. to Los Angeles. And like those girls, like 90% of them were like the dopest people you ever want to meet. I mean, there was that 10% from the booth. I could see them doing blow in someone's crotch, but like most of them were like really cool. And like, just, this is good money and they're good at what they do, but they would tell me, it's like, yeah, I've got, I've got dudes that come once a month that sit in the champagne room for like five hundred bucks. Which, for those of you prudes out there listening, the champagne room is like the place where you get to rent a stripper's ear for a thousand dollars. You know, you stick and your you
2: could actually stick your dick in her ear.
1: No, no, no. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, that costs a little bit more, not much more, but. Um, that's like, you know, that's like if you're doing, uh, you know, ASMR therapy as well as regular therapy, like, you know, the dick brushing against the ear. Is ASMR. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but th- they would tell me that there were these guys that would, you know, they would just sit topless and for an hour they would talk about their problems or their lives and, and what they were trying to overcome and stuff. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. Like, it's actually nice. I don't have to fucking put my pussy in their face. And they just tell me about their problems. I'm like, you see, that guy would be driving off the road into oncoming traffic if it wasn't for you. So shout out to the dancers, the exotic dancers, the strippers, all the gals that are holding it down at the ticklish whisker. <laughs> the
2: split kid in Encino. The ticklish whisper?
1: The ticklish whisper. The
3: ticklish,
2: whisker. ticklish whisper. I said it right the first
1: time. Now I'm doubting myself. <laughs>
2: Yeah. No, no, no. You nailed it. You crushed the whole thing and strippers are doing the Lord's work.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a decision to, to, to make, to work there. Like it was funny cause I had to talk to my sponsor. I was like, yeah. And I had like maybe three or four years at the time. He's like, I don't know. You like music, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you drink coffee. Yeah. It's like, well, just play music for the girls and drink coffee and try to be of service to someone there. He's like there's probably a girl who's got problem there, you know, and a, if you're sober and in that environment, you could help someone. I never did, I made friends and I drank a lot of coffee and I played a lot of tunes, but like, you know, it was a hard decision to make, but it was one that like, like with most of my today decisions, I run through my people, you know, like sponsors or mm-hmm. people with some time or experience in an avenue that I don't have any experience in. But fielding today, how do you make decisions?
2: How do I make decisions? You know, I'm, in the, I'm doing this new thing where I'm stopping checking in with my audience and my crew and just trusting myself more. Like I know when it, I, need, I do need to run it by, but my one of my greatest character defenses is that like kind of summoning an audience and getting a lot of different opinions and giving my power away. So mm-hmm. it's mostly um, I'll write about it. Yeah, by the way, your sponsor sounds awesome. I'm like, I think I need a new sponsor. Like they all just talk about themselves. They're like, do you wanna go see a movie? I'm like, I'm, I, need a, I need medicine. I need the medicine. I don't give a shit about that. Like, your daughter's getting married in Fresno, like shut the, okay, just joking. Um, um, but yeah, so big decisions. I, and 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 the specific ones I have to, you know, very specific ones. I, ru- I may run by my husband, but he's generally a horrible counselor and basically just yells at me if I ask him something. He's like, I, I don't I can't answer that for you, Fielding. I can't answer that for you.
1: And I'm like, that's actually healthy as fuck.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's oh. super healthy. Yeah. To be like, well, um, I can't I can't answer that. for. You. I get the impulse to be like, I would like your feedback. You know what I mean? And I think I think that's the thing of like, sorry, right, I would right. I would like your feedback um and um but it is difficult. I don't know. Is he is he one of us or is he, he like
2: he is. I would say he works a different program than I, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> like, yes. I mean he it's it's the Larry program, you know, drink yeah. so drinks du- so duels, like you know, a loser yeah. at night. Yeah. But yeah, no, but I try to do this thing where I'm like, do you want like when he's coming to me, which is rare? but I'm like, do you want me to hold the basket or do you want my pearls of wisdom? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just just need to talk and like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> that Yeah, but that, I mean, I can't answer that for you mm. is, is such a like honest statement. And I'm just thinking about that in, in terms yeah. of like yeah. recovery and sponsorship and things like that. It's like a lot of people want to pull stuff out of their ass just because they feel like they have to have the answers in that role. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. But, but the best part is when you don't have the answers to say, I don't have the answers, but if you'd like me to seek out someone who might, I can figure it out for you.
2: I think it's one of the most powerful things when I learned that I could do that even with a sponsor to be like, I have no experience with that. So please reach out to other people. Like it just feels like it's this forced humility that can actually take hold. So yeah, I do like it when Larry says that, cause it, it's, I hate the word empowering, but it it like in a kind of violent way it makes me put the focus back on myself.
1: Well, yeah. I had an experience with a sponsee's four step some years ago where he had experienced some sexual trauma that mm. I had no experience with and that's not easy to tell another person let alone put down on paper. But I said, you know, I don't have any direct experience with this, but I did know a couple people who who did. And I said, I can approach those people and I don't have to say it's you, Uh, but I can try to get some advice on how they walk through it or I can get their permission to hand you their phone number and you can get the information directly because it's already a hard enough thing to tell another human, let alone be, and I don't want them to feel passed off. Right. You know, like, just because I don't have the info, you know, I don't want them to feel passed off. But that's, you know, that I got the experience from someone and brought it back and and delivered it and saying, No, this isn't my experience. But this is an experience of a similar nature, you know, and yeah,
2: that's amazing. I mean, I feel like everyone, I wish everyone did that, you know? Not everyone I mean, is the most amazing sponsor, you know. And they're like, "You can't take Zoloft; it's a slip." And you're like, "Shut the fuck up!" Yeah, you're gonna Some people need someone. to live. Yeah.
1: I'll will f- fight a motherfucker who talks trash on on mental health. Me too. me too. Me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Me too. Will...
2: Literally, me too.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hashtag.
2: I had to be on two meds when I first got sober, like right? Neurontin and Zoloft, like to literally make it like open my eyes and get yeah. out of bed. Yeah, I was I mean, on I
1: was... And, and after I got out of rehab and then like I, I got off of it with the guidance of a doctor, but I took it as prescribed, you know? Yes.
2: I mean, it's like everyone, I mean, I'm just, Oh, I'm going to eat 20, you know, a baker's dozen of Dunkin' Donuts and do whatever weird, but it's like, you know, you need, right. you know,
0: or eventually, which I've done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had to get off the train of, you know, um, every four years, you know, having some sort of anxiety meltdown and I had to surrender to the fact that like between the PTSD and the anxiety and the trauma, there's just stuff rattling around in my brain and I can live the rest of my life kind of waiting for the next time it shows up and everything lights on fire or I can develop some consistency and just recognize that like, you know, my brain has some dents in it makes sense and, and to be okay with that. And, um, totally. Yeah, I saw. God, I saw somebody posted a picture the other day where they had left their melatonin gummies in their bottle of Zoloft, and it melted, and it created an antidepressant nerds rope. And I have never laughed harder. Like they pulled it That's out, so and funny, it, and it looked. And I was immediately like, "Why are there Zoloft on?" candy was, well, that was like a candy? S-
2: serenity lanyard that's yeah, so wonderful yeah. how delightful
0: the best of prayer beads um right
2: yeah nobody it's like it's just like this little friend i mean i was on and off meds my whole recovery i'm not right now but it's like it helped me be in my life and like recovery is like the bridge back to life or what does my husband say not the it's not a life it's not a houseboat it's a lifeboat or whatever so i could just be in my life sounds <laughs> yeah, like and- everybody's
1: got a lot of gems
2: I'm, I'm like making him sound like he's some fucking like irish i like larry
1: all right
2: i'm yeah. a larry
1: i'm a larry defender in the yeah field you're in kind the of team world. larry i know uh, some
3: people have
2: gotten no, more no. team
1: larry I'm, I'm team both but i like a I like a larry every time i've met I, every time i've run into larry in these comedy streets it's always been a pleasant conversation
2: okay all right <laughs> i, 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 <laughs> I always like hearing that <laughs>
0: That's so funny. Yeah, that is f- so funny. Fuck
1: me for thinking you made a good choice in Osbert.
0: Yeah. Well, like, oh, yeah fuck yourself. <laughs> it's always different. You're not married to him, Dave. Yeah, that's the thing is marriage. Yet. Marriage is a thing. But no, People just- like Larry.
2: I, I don't know if it's like they love saying his name because it's like, oh,
3: Larry. like Larry, <laughs>
2: yes. you know? But yeah, right now I think I'm just sort of anti-Larry because he's doing this fast and he's like a fucking nightmare from like four oh, to four no. yeah and i'm oh, like no. and he's like don't i look amazing and i'm like i mean
0: I'm i don't i don't know if you feeling like you look amazing is worth the uh hungry angry lonely tired demon oh I have yeah to live with.
2: and he doesn't i'm like you're a slim down fraser i wouldn't say you're rebel wilson with a dick but i'm like it's better okay. it's better <laughs>
0: oh I love that I love that um, well it sounds like you i mean you just know yourself really well and you 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 can't be in a relationship like that for without knowing who you are and and be in recovery as long as you are without knowing who you are. like what's the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself so far?
2: That is a great question i I think that I, and this is might sound crazy, I was such a compulsive people pleaser and in, in a really crazy, crazy way that it surprised me that I actually had this other power inside. Yeah. I could, for days on end or weeks or consistently, um, like I yelled at someone like a couple months ago that wasn't my husband or my mother, that I'm not saying that's the goal, but no, for but is me, it, that isn't was- It was amazing. It was like the greatest victory. It was like the most thrilling thing that ever happened to me.
0: (laughs) See, So, so yeah. So when I first got, when I first got clean, I yelled all the time and then Mm. I became afraid to advocate for myself because I wasn't sure if I was going to keep my anger in check. And then became a moment where it was like, no, sometimes, sometimes you got to get out. You don't fuck with me voice. And you got to be like, Hey bro, don't fuck with me because I'm not going to stay in the way and get kicked and then develop some crazy resentment. that's going to mess with me and you forever. Yeah. So, and then I know I'm not going to eat over
2: it. And then I'll, well, actually it brought us, it was, it was an open, a, open the chasm or the fish or whatever, you know what I mean? It was like this yeah. really contrary action, powerful thing. So I would say that's been surprising that I honestly didn't feel like I could ever get there. Like I'd always be my mother. And I'd always be like, "Is that okay? I don't know." Is and then just gossip and resent instead of just taking care of myself in the moment with someone that I'm doing more and more incrementally.
1: Love a good gossip. I love a good resent. I uh,
2: don't get me wrong I can I want to gossip after this is over that like,
0: needs to be a coffee mug love a good goss love a good resent that's
2: brilliant right Dave <laughs> is that have you patented whatever the fuck or copyright merch. that's brilliant
1: I'm the merch king um and I don't mind telling anybody about it and uh I pride myself in great merch ideas
2: I want a tankini that says love a good goss and resent right across my yes make it, make
1: it just make sure I get one that's all I require.
2: No, I feel like it's your team. That's all you, no. <laughs> this is your baby. <laughs> a, a good
1: goss and a resent, I think, for me is I found a way to, to kind of quell my goss. Gossip for those uh, layman's. Uh, it's, I can talk about anything that happens to me to another person um, in the same way as a gossip. As long as I just, uh, I, I retract their their names, their gender, and their location. You know, because um, it doesn't make the story any better as far as me needing to get it out. But when I add those, uh, you know, those character traits of the person, then for me, it becomes gossip because I want someone to agree that this person is terrible. Now, if I just share a story with another comic about a time that I booked another comic at a show that I was running and I pulled money out of my own pocket because the attendance was low and then they proceeded to shit on me and. Um, and take it personally when I didn't even have to pay them at all. Like I can share that story with someone and you don't have to know what city I was in, what show I Mm. was booking. It's just, I, you know, sometimes need to bring up things that have happened and, and it helps me get to a clearer place of, you know, why I do things the way I do them. It serves as educational for another comic who might be producing Mm. a show that's going to do everything right. right And then still have, still have some egomaniac try to take a doo doo all over their chest you know.
2: You, again, you, I think you have an extraordinary sponsor. You also work in an amazing program because I'm yeah. really that's a great I've never even fucking heard that like just leave the name out. I mean it's like I really you know gossiping's been huge for me yeah. as a Jewy native New Yorker like I feel well, like I it, came out being like what did you think of him? Like, That's literally how I was born.
0: Mom what do you think of that doctor? Weird <laughs> hands right? <laughs> mm. Yeah I, I, I think especially in comedy that that when I started, I had 12 years. And so coming into comedy was a real rat trap for me when it came to gossip and certain ca- and judgment and character defects that mm. had, you know, I wouldn't say that they were uh, completely quelled, but they were at a manageable level. And then you're around a bunch of people where gossip is a type of currency and you want to be accepted and you're scared and you want to, you, you're doing something new and vulnerable and you want to be supported. And what do you have? You have that currency, and so it is. It is really easy. In and I assume that this is true in every workplace. You know, there is. I've definitely worked in offices that had a a level of gossip that could be best described as Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? It would be like it'd be like a lot of people talking, a lot of people having their Maslow's hierarchy of needs just capped at the knees as a result of running their mouths. And um and it is it is fascinating to me to like to hear. To hear that shit, you know what I mean? But it is, it's definitely not necessary. Like it is, it's it's not. And for me, it's more the telling the story. It's the nursing and rehearsing the event Mm. that really feels good. That's the real nursing and
2: rehearsing is the other (laughs) like hoodie. That's
0: the uh, other. I know, I know, I know.
2: It's so true. It is true though. Even the word currency you're using, I think that's such a like that's so specific and it's, it's so true. It's a product,
1: it's a this, commodity. Like, exchanging wants information
2: and then and, and I finally got a couple of years ago. It's like, oh, I have I'm humble enough to know that it's my low self-esteem. I mean, sometimes, yes, it's like I want to connect with someone and see how they feel about this person, but I don't have to say the name or the event or whatever. And it's like, I need to work on my self-esteem. It's like a map into my own yeah. city.
0: And there is occasionally, it is kind of nice every once in a while to have a friend like. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It does help occasionally because of low self esteem. It does help to have somebody be like, "Yeah, no, that person's weird." You're not wrong. They're, yes. like, they're weird. They're a little oh, weird. Totally. They're a little weird. It's a, it, regardless of the event or your behavior or how you feel about it. I just want you to know they're like they are a little strange. So it's going to be difficult. You We're know, hard to
2: work with. It sometimes you yeah. need that information. They're challenge. It was a it was a challenging situation. <laughs> like I feel like you get more from people's pauses and the kind of language. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And in general, it's like, am I working through a resentment, which is why I need to ask through these specifics, you know, Mm -hmm. like, or whether I need to like, you know, like run the specific person through my sponsor or someone, you know, but, but then too, it's just like, I can work through a resentment towards a specific person with someone who has no connection to the world I'm in or the person I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And is it really gossip? Because they don't have any frame of reference. And I just want to add, um, I'm currently not even sponsoring anybody. I've never had anybody stay sober for long periods of time asking for my help. I don't know shit from shit. The fact that anybody has ever asked me for any kind of help in recovery always blows my mind. Shocking. I, no, I, 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 and I'm, I'm out there in these streets. I, I give Dave, my number out.
0: Dave, do you feel insecure because Fielding is complimenting your, your spiritual recovery? Is that what's happening? No, I'm
1: really just good it, catch over there. I'm just letting it be known that i don't have a slew of sponsees that you can work a good program oh, now and you, not be you
0: dare in the universe you dare yeah, in right it's now.
2: coming it's coming <laughs> I, I did you just feel it i am like i'm feeling there's gonna be and by the way you're, you might get a text from me next week being like bobby sees in a ditch in calabasas can you go there right now his leg is falling off and his then what I'm, gonna tell you, of his ass. I'm
1: gonna say fielding you can give bobby c my number and <laughs> if he wants to muster up the willingness to call me then i'll help him i don't ever Aww. i don't ever call anybody mm. because someone says i should call them like it's just i i do believe in the the uh, you know the attraction rather than promotion
2: aspect. i 100% agree but there i have to say, i was like at Iggy Pa or some weird young person's meeting years ago I was <laughs> single yeah. and sad mm. and i was like could do service more i can't do sure. it as much in the same way yeah. as my mom but there was this girl i'm gonna say girl she and I and she she just reminded me of me i mean that sounds really narcissistic but i knew this girl would never ask for my number and i went up to her and i was just like gave her a hug i was like what is your number and i and i worked with her for maybe 10 years you know we're still good friends so i think in certain situations you kind of but yeah. if people need to reach out a hundred percent but i was like i'm gonna she's i'm scooped her up like a
0: kitten
1: no, yo, you're 100% right. I do believe in that aspect of it. I'm talking about like, more often than not, what happens to me is either after a show or after a post about mm-hmm. recovery stuff, I'll get someone who's not that person mm. saying like my aunt could really use oh. help or my brother could. Re- I,
2: found, be- I find those annoying. <laughs>
1: I, it's fine it's flattering <laughs> it means that i'm 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 projecting hope but it's also like i'm not i anytime i've ever called someone out of the blue that someone's number has given me it's never turned out well
2: a hundred percent like they can snapchat you they can yeah, yeah.
1: they can put it on the dog ears filter <laughs> and tell me that they're struggling totally well, takes I, honesty, though. i'm not a
2: hotline i mean i barely have i mean you know like I just I literally just broke into my husband's phone and went through his DMs. That's where I am spiritually. Oh. So, I'm not I don't know if I'm your sponsor.
1: <laughs> Making the case I'm for Team Larry. I'm make a case for Team Larry over and over again. He was <laughs> like
2: I'm going through my phone again. And then the sad part is like I want to find something so it can just be over.
0: <laughs> so, so what drove you? I got to ask sub question. What what drove that? Like why, why would you do that?
2: Oh, oh, this is not an isolated instance. I constantly just, I mostly do it. Here's the funny part. My comedian friend, Kira Siltonovich was like, the funny part about you is that like, you're not doing to find other women or blah, blah. You're. I just do it to retweet myself and like <laughs> repost my own shit through his things. But yeah, I have gone through, oh. Um. I know I'm shocking you. I, I don't feel great about it. Um. I feel like it started when I was in a very jealous, like primal fight or Mm. fright animal stage where I was like just feeling like he had a crush on someone and I was like going Uh, through. And it was really dark, painful time in my life. Um, Right. But I do, I talk about it with my sponsors and they're like fielding, stop it, you know? Um, And I will. It's like gossip, like I will.
0: Because if he if he is unfaithful in some way, whether that is emotionally or physically, you're powerless over it anyway.
2: Do you know what's so funny? I had a sponsee tell me that when somehow it came up, maybe 10 or 11 years. She was saying that, but she goes, if he's cheating on me, like I'm a hun- I am so powerless. There is nothing yeah. I can do. And I don't even think in the last 10 years, it hasn't been about Larry being unfaithful. So I'm like, let's see who you can get big guy. <laughs> like, I don't even yeah. feel it. But... You know, it's, it's like, it's this alcoholic. I want to be in control and I want to like, I'm not maybe getting certain needs met in my relationship and it's getting siphoned into this.
0: Right. It must be because of this external thing rather than a breakdown in communication, which is very difficult uh, to reckon with. Like you just sit down and be like, okay, we got to reconcile this.
1: You know, it's like, there
0: has to be this simple solution. And, um, oh, trust me, there's been, there's been stuff in my own relationship where I I literally looked at my partner and said, if you were just cheating on me, this would be so much easier. Right. And because I know what to do. I know what to do. If someone cheats on me, I know what to do. If someone puts hands on me, I know what to do. Uh, you know, kill them is the answer. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I would yes, not put uh, put
2: ricin in there overnight oats. Yes.
0: Exa- exa- <laughs> Rice in there overnight oats. Man, that's the most 2021 murder I've ever heard. Of. That is.
1: <laughs> I listen. To, I listen to that Dateline. Oh, that's
0: that's yeah. uh, that's I amazing. Just pla-
2: I just played your Dateline. Yeah, sorry, but go
0: ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm Latina, so it's going to be just a quick stabbing. Um, you know, it's it's oh. just, uh, but but yeah, there's not like. You know, allegedly, by the way, if you're listening to this, allegedly, I would never, I've never, I've never done anything like that. Uh, But, Mm. but yeah, there is, uh, I hate when I'm in a jealous space, Mm. because when I'm in a jealous space, it is, I am crazy Crazy. when I'm in a jealous space. Like media
2: bonkers, crazy, and it's dark. I am, and I'm yes. so obviously not dealing with something in my fucking life. And by the way, the person I was most jealous about turned out to be my second cousin, who's like one of my best friends now. It's like, God, for me, my heart has such a weird way of working. Like this yeah. woman that I was convinced that Larry would like move his seat in the theater reading to be able to look at her. She's like, I like, I, she's like constantly being like, I wanna hang out with you Fielding, I wanna hang with you and turn, and she's my cousin.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, and I ultimately like, it might just be that like, you need somebody to just be like, you're my hot number one lady. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of like a little bit of goddamn. I used to have, to have an ex would look at me and go validate me. I need Ooh. to be validated. <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh, okay.
2: Sounds awful. That sounds that
3: hot. Sounds
2: awful. Mm. It's like a sit and spit on your cock. Is that okay. enough validation? <laughs> I guess he exactly. was
1: talking about something. She was. We're uh, going there. No, oh. I mean, but it takes. I mean, it takes self honesty to even get to a point where it's like you're comfortable with giving people what they need, or you're comfortable enough to like be like, all right, these are feelings, and I just gotta trust this person. You know, like th- that's the self honesty for me. Like I've been cheated on. I've been, I've had my my heart fucking smashed, and it's like every time I feel like I need to build a wall to prevent that from happening. I have to remind myself that it's not fair to that other person to have to try to climb this fucking wall that someone else helped put the mortar in, you right. know, um, like the lying and the cheating and stuff like that. It's just like, well, until they actually do the thing, like I don't get to accuse them of doing the thing, and that's yeah. you know that's my yeah. own that's my own self honesty. And and the next question is feeling how honest are you with yourself and others?
3: Mm.
2: I think I'm very honest with myself um, and that's because the rooms I would say again, like I just, I'm a slow learner. I'm in terms of emotional honesty, like letting a really good friend know if I'm upset about something that pretty much just kicked in, <laughs> let's say some years ago. I mean, people have sat me down at a lunch and being like, I was kind of shitty at your wedding. Like, is that, it was that okay. I'm so sorry. Like what did, And and I in that moment with one of my best friends at lunch being like, I was like, you're fine. It was okay. When I was really upset and angry. Yeah. And I could not, because I was like, oh, I'm at lunch. It's gonna be awkward. Is someone like get up? Like I couldn't do it. So then that I'm really, um, have a lot of fear and slow learner around that. It's gotten better, but just, I don't even want to say fear, like terror of telling again, even like a close friend, I'm upset. Yeah, something bothered me. And, And that's like sad. It's sad, but it's gotten better a little better.
0: Well, that vulnerability, it is such a fear and anxiety trigger for most of us, you know what I mean? Like, and I know vulnerability has become this like hot button word, you know, thanks for <laughs> Renee Brown. Um, it's become this hot button word, but for addicts, it is a it is a difficult, it's a difficult thing because we see ourselves as weak or we see ourselves as there's, there's a lot of insecurity around. And I think this is true for everybody, but again, we feel in extremes. So to come out there and be like, I am a vulnerable human. I don't like this. This does not feel good. That can bring up a lot, you know? And it and it kind of leads us to our, our sixth question. Like, what is what is your experience of fear and anxiety? Is it mm. mostly around vulnerability? Is it more mm. uh, just life on life's terms? Like things you can't control? Like, what is that experience for you?
2: My, For me, the only time it comes up now in a way that's like pulsating in my mind racing is is performance like I just I'm really anxious about when it's a certain show mm. and I, I've had this off and on as a performer I mean I didn't feel like I canceled a one-woman show like I was having a panic attack so I kind of like I'll be lying in bed trying to nap or then I know I need to meditate in my mind I, I can't turn off my mind like my body is just like vibrating with anxiety but luckily um I'll just you know I'm like go fucking exercise or have these little elixirs I take now I used to take these herbs but I I'm not anymore so that's kind of what it looks like with perform. I mean my husband's like you have to leave the house I hate you on show days I can't fucking stand you like you're a nightmare but it's I mean not always but it's gotten it's gotten better but it I don't and I guess, in, or it will come up if I have to have, like, we were just talking about a conversation, like, I have to tell my manager, blah, 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 like, I'll have a lot of anxiety right before, like, yeah. about that. So I guess it's all, again, going back to, like, how people perceive me, like, this thing of, like, will I be enough? And and then we'll be, you know, will I just hit that mark?
1: Yeah. And it's interesting too, given the business that we're in, like when you talk about issues of people pleasing, it's like, well, that's how I make my living is people Mm. pleasing. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's like trying to decide whether my people pleasing is because I want you to like me or is my people pleasing? Like, I'm just literally trying to do my job, you know? And nine times out of 10, it's like when I have that people pleasing defect crop up it's because I just don't want to be alone. I don't want you to not like me. I don't. I don't want to not ha- have your validation that I'm. I'm an okay person. That's that's what the people pleasing does for me.
0: And I, I think people pleasing. I have said this a million times, but I, I think the definition of people pleasing is is really important to narrow down um, for understanding what it is like. I I think making people happy for me, making people happy is the job, like making people feel things that are, Mm. that are outside of their own experience, bringing them into my sphere and my thinking and bringing joy, right? People pleasing for me is an active manipulation where, and I don't act authentically. I act in a way that will please another person in order to affect a result, And that result might be acceptance, that result might be, but it's at the end of the day, when it's really boiled down to its true form, it is dishonesty. It is um, manipulation, self-centered. Yeah, it's, it's living in fear. And, um, and it's behaving in ways that are so contradictory to my spiritual, it, eventually it will lead to me behaving in ways that are so contradictory to my spiritual condition that I won't want to, I won't like myself. I won't recognize myself and I won't like myself. Mm-hmm. And so to, to be very, uh, cognizant of like what the difference between like people pleasing and making folks happy, I think is, is very, is very different, you know, and, and for me going on stage, It's, it's, it's a different, it's, it's a part of my authentic self. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily like my, uh, me trying to like, I had a comic really early on tell me, uh, I can't wait till you just stop going on stage and ask the, stop asking the audience to like you. Mm. And I was like, oh, so when I'm in a space where I'm asking the audience to like me or the the whatever it is, then yes, I am in a people pleasing mindset going on stage. But when I'm going on stage, you're like, I'm just gonna make these people happy. Let's just have some fun, you know. When I'm in the like, let's just have some fucking fun space, it's different. And um, so, so narrowing true. that down is really important because I think people can like sense the people pleasing, and they're like, ah. You know, like you in sing-
2: auditions too. They smell the desperation. They yeah. audiences are, are are smarter than me. I think that's a really hugely important point. What you're saying, like bringing joy, entertaining, like looking at an audience member in the eye, saying yes. saying to connect or actually Because I think this Booker is going to like this joke, or oh, this mm. comedian will think this is fun. It well, it's a political bent instead of being like, what is God's will in this moment? How can I be authentic and just connect?
1: Yeah, yeah I, had a sp- I had a sponsor once asked me if I brought my higher power on stage with me ever, and I was like, "You're fucking crazy!" Like, you know, and they're like, No, nah. like, do you bring your higher power up and set it on the stool?" And wow, I, you know, that's for me not being a a huge God guy per se, but being <laughs>
3: like,
1: more of a spirit of the universe kind of cat. Like there was a there was a period of my career where, you know, if I'm working on new material or whatever, and I had my notebook on the stool, I would just draw in my notebook, like a ball of energy on a stool with a microphone next to it. And I'm like, all right, well, this is as close as I can get to actually like trying to participate in that contrary action and bringing what I think a higher power might be on stage. And that helped. I mean, it does help.
2: That's beautiful. Because it, that.
1: it really empties your give a fuck tank in the way where it's mm. like, well, it's me up here. And uh, like I've been doing this bit where I just tell people like the stakes have never been lower in comedy. Like y'all been stuck in the house for two years. I could literally end my set punching myself in the dick until I pass out. And you're gonna be like, oh shit, is that George Carlin up there? <laughs> Eric, Eric Bagosian, Wow,
2: it's really hot.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's that helps me work on my defects or surrender to my defects is when I'm conscious of even if I don't believe in much that that I'm trying to tap into the little bit that I do conceptualize it does help me surrender to character defects so Fielding what defects of character have you worked on or surrendered to the most
2: um I mean we I think we talked about gossiping um I think that you, you guys were talking about, I think, rage in the beginning or anger or road rage. And I think the anger, when I misuse uh, gone ride like the this the anger, I mean, I don't even know that character, anger is a character defense per se. I like to say defense because it's a little gentler than defect, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would say, I guess the people pleasing gossip, but then the anger. So let's say, you know, I'm not taking my husband's inventory. That's sort of like self-righteous anger. I know better. You're drinking O'Doul's and you're not praying on your knees. I'm a better person. You know, it's such an insidious talk. Like it's a lie. It's just a lie. You know, I've actually learned so much from Larry. (laughs) Don't tell him I said that, and he's not gonna. (laughs)
1: Don't tell tell no one. And no one tell Larry.
2: I've learned from him. I'm
1: tweeting at Larry. No, (laughs) Uh,
2: but you know, I think when I'm able to use my anger in my sets. Right. And have that catharsis in my sets and 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 really talk about what fucking pisses me off and then I am um, not overeating, breaking into Larry's phone or gossiping as much cuz it's like all in their own hula hoop. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's a fair Larry-based assessment <laughs> of your <laughs>
2: Do you like how oh, it's like, it's all about my husband, what I'm talking about, my character defenses. But I feel like we covered gossiping and people pleasing. Yeah. But yeah, and- you know, I go to, I mean, I go to Al-Anon and I don't, I say that cause I, I feel like it's been the thing that has saved my life. And that's the program I mostly go to. So I. I, I say that because I, whatever, I'm not the face of it but it has given me everything as well as the other mothership, because I know how to relate to people and more importantly, myself and put myself Mm -hmm. first.
0: Right. And I, I, you know, relationships are, they, we used to say, if you want to, you know, if you want to learn about yourself or you want to call your sponsor again in a relationship, like if you want to call your Yeah. So relationships are really, you know, they're really difficult and it's really, um, it's where a lot of our, my sponsor always reminds me that like, if you're, if you're going to have early childhood stuff come up, you want the old bugaboos the old traumas to come up, be in a relationship. It's right there. It will always be right there because it's the proximity of the relationship. It's the level of intimacy. Mm. That isn't to say that you're dating your parents, but it is to say that that level of intimacy is going to get very close to the the core triggers. It's so true. Like
2: Larry's Kenneth and I'm Dolores. Like, (laughs) it's so embarrassing. Like we have become that. And then like, but luckily we've had six couples therapists and you can get a couple of tools and be like, I think I'm going to leave the room. Yeah, I think I'm
0: gonna walk away.
2: These like, are what they say in our literature like, things seem to be getting heated. Let's talk about this when we're a little, feeling a little better about ourselves.
0: <laughs> right, right. Or you can you know, know, like, I don't know if they've ever said that.
1: <laughs> you, you can things be like disco stew, like yeah. back go away, not today, disco late.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's like two, the like, last night I had an experience where I was, I was, wor- you know, my higher power looked out for me. You know, my partner was going through something tough and called me in the middle of the day. And I was working, there was no way I could have taken the call zero way. I could have taken the call. And, uh, when I called him back, I hadn't listened to the, uh, I hadn't listened to the voicemail. And so he texted me later and was like, Hey, um, this thing happened to me. I'm really upset. And I said, well, would you like to talk today or tomorrow? And he said, tomorrow. And I was like, Ooh. wow, that's a big deal. Because it was like, I think his initial response was to lean on me, but then he couldn't. And then he had to use his tools. And I was like, hey, I didn't have to try to get, fix this. And it was, it was nice, you know what I mean? And that reminder of like, my inclination is often to fix things when I should just be like, that sucks, babe. Like, that really sucks. You want to get some ice cream?
1: Like, let's let's go. Or do you something. yell, I don't know how to answer that feeling. <laughs> good.
3: Yeah, that's. I can't cute. answer that for you. Yeah, I mean, I yeah.
2: Work. No, that's inspiring. Like that's clarity is king. That kudos to you. I'm very inspired by that. Of like, does this need to be today or tomorrow? Just simple, direct, languaging.
0: I am a very. Uh, he he is a very um, other the other mothership program. So he's very like he's very he he likes a soft, gentle approach, and I'm like pull the cotton out of your ears, put it in your mouth, sit down, shut the fuck up, work the steps or die. That's like my, that's like my school of thought. And so it's very funny because he sometimes will look at me and just be like, you're the most direct person I've ever met. And I hate it sometimes. Cause it's so, he's like, it is so uncomfortable how direct you And can that's be. why he's
2: with you. It's like, yeah. we are, are drawn to what we don't have. You know,
0: <laughs> exactly. it's, it's, it's exciting.
2: I don't want to marry a weird, Jew, resentful Jewish New Yorker. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse.
0: <laughs> I imagine you and I both share the the same thing where it's occasionally like, no, we need to argue because arguing is healthy. Yeah. You gotta get this argue yes. on, motherfucker. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. raise our voices. And that other person's just like, stop
2: it. And I'm funnier in the argument. I'm more charming, I'm funnier, and I will win. And, and will I'm
0: fucking kick I'm your far more day. right. Yes. Well, I'm
2: always <laughs> right, but I just can't say that. But of course I'm always right. I mean, obviously I'm always right
0: poor dave <laughs> he's just sitting here well, like i'm just
1: thinking about the audience i'm like you know what guys if you're listening we're like, <laughs> these two lovely ladies have relationships so if you're thinking you're too broken to have a relationship guess what it's <laughs> true not.
2: i've been with him for 15 years i could not could not be with someone for over two months my friends were like should we have the three-month party that was their big joke we're gonna have a three-month Aww. party free never happened Never happened. I couldn't get past two months, right yeah, I mean, but then Larry gets the brunt of my you know primal rage, but somehow we make it work
0: as my sponsor says, there's a lid for every pot.
2: ooh, you guys are great sponsors. I. <laughs>
0: you would love her you would love her because occasionally my the other thing i say on pod we're gonna have her on someday but one thing i say on pod that's very funny is is she'll say occasionally i'll call her and i'll be like this happened and this is my part i'm really uncomfortable and then she'll go you know what babe fuck them they're trash oh
2: yeah you gotta have someone with a sense of humor the sense of are just the like incisive like the seal team six you want them just coming in like SEAL Team
1: 6. Yeah, that's, yes. That's the Kathy C. merch. Am I am I saying that correctly? Yes, Kathy C. Yeah, fuck them, they're trash. Fuck them, they're trash. Because yeah, occasionally... That, that's the coffee mug we need.
0: That,
2: yeah, That's a good one, too. That's a good one,
0: too. Yeah, occasionally people just... Uh, occasionally you're doing your best and some folks just suck. And there's nothing yeah. you really do about the fact that they suck. You can't change it. <laughs> you know? And so uh, she right. has a very clear way of, you know, it, just being like, nope, that, that, nope, that just sucked. Stay away from that I so forever. prefer
2: that. Like, I feel like, or I'll have a sponsor be like, you know what? Just put your hand over your heart and call yourself sweetheart and just go where it's warm. Just go where it's warm.
0: Go where it's warm? Yeah. <laughs> me, it's warm? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. like a pool full of pee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. Go oh. where it's warm. Well, I you like gotta... yours
2: better. I like yours better. Yeah.
0: I'll. I'll they trash. Fuck them, Their trash. Or uh, I had a sponsee sister once tell me, she goes, why do you always like to stand in the way to get kicked? Ooh. Move. Just move. I-
2: I don't have to show up at every fight I'm invited to.
0: Oh, these are all we're having great bumper sticker ah! moments right now.
1: That's It's, a, it's <laughs> colloquial phrase questions right? today.
0: I blew my, uh, I, I blew my, my karate sensei's mind because I was, um, I was. Uh, Glad you uh, said mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, she. I was sparring with a, a a person who's newer than me in class. And, um, he was working on a technique and I stood there and I gave him the moment I could have clobbered the kid, but I didn't want to, I wanted him to do the thing. So I let him get the hit in. And she looked at me afterwards and she was like, you need to protect yourself better. You need to do this. Why did you stand there? And I told her, I said, I did it. So he'd have a chance to succeed. Mm. And she went, just kind of looked at me. And then the other sensei looked at me and said, you know, what's interesting is you think when you fight and I was like, oh yeah, he was, you, you actually think you're not just instinctually moving. You're thinking I was like, yeah, yeah. I wanted to give him an opportunity. And I, and I think I like that, that you don't have to, you don't have to show up to every fight you're invited to. And you don't have to win every fight either, mm. which is for me again, when we get back to that self-righteous anger, yeah,
2: yeah. it
0: can be, but learning that humility of like, I don't need these five karate dorks in a park to always see me win. Right. I want to see this kid win. I want to see this kid get better and to find his joy in his technique. And in order to do that, he's going to have to, he's going to have to see that he can get a kick in on a sensei, which is, which I think it, it not to toot my own horn, but I was just like, I was, I, I got my car. I was like, Oh, look at you humil- humility.
2: You're the leader. You are the leader okay. You were you know. the messenger that day. No,
0: that's powerful. Yeah. Or I could have just missed the kick and been, and, and been like, I did that on purpose. Nobody knows. But um, I, I had to ask myself, I was like, no, I was giving him time. I was deliberately doing that. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but it's fascinating With as we grow and as we develop forgiveness for ourselves and for others, how much easier it is to identify in a situation, like what was my character defect? What wasn't? What was my part? Did I take the bait? That's another one that at this time of my recovery, where I'm at, where it's like, most of the problem is initially just engaging. It's the taking the bait. It's the showing up to the fight I was invited to. Right. Rather than just being like, I'm going to ignore that till that person can use their words like a, like an adult, you Mm. know, and just be like, and not even say anything. Just be like, I don't have to answer that text. I don't have to respond to that tweet. I don't have to I don't have to pick up that call. I could just wait for the person to get to a place where they're like, Anna, I have a real thing to discuss with you, right? But that takes an astonishing level of forgiveness, um, which for me, that's always a very difficult spiritual experience to get to.
2: That no response is a response is great. But guess what else? I'm not as tired, like I can always use that. And then I get to go on vacation. I don't have to do anything and by the way it's always more powerful than if I do my little snide caustic vituperative bullshit. It's like you get it if I'm not responding and it's way more powerful than anything I could have conjured up.
0: Listen, conflict is delicious but it's also exhausting.
2: Exhausting and I'm already I'm just exhausted right now in my life, you know, my fucking 9-year-old cockwack comes in every night and sleeps like this and it's like I so I really need to protect my serenity.
0: I have to ask for some forgiveness. My friend's um, psychotic agoraphobic cat is meowing uh, like a weirdo.
2: Not like mm-hmm. Dave's cat who's in the most like delicious, Chill. elegant repose. Get over it's here. like the most beautiful cat I've ever seen in my I life.
1: I thought my cat was loud. Jeffrey, this is- Jeffrey Pickles is the best cat. Um, ever, be- ever, ever, I'm because a cat into, cat. ever. Because he, he's my cat. And oh, uh, oh. That, that bed he is sleeping on, okay. I, I literally got a oh, queen-size yeah. bed and a pottery barn frame from an estate sale for real cheap, Uh, not because I expected anybody to visit me, but because Jeffrey Pickles needs a nice big bag to sleep in.
2: Not only will your new sponsors be visiting you, Dave, because this has been the theme of of abundance, but your cat's
1: I know my 10 year history. People will, I I do sponsor people that go find better sponsors for them.
0: I do too, I yeah. That's I love been, you guys. That's yeah, hilarious. My,
1: my, my, last, my last fella that I, I had was in, in the Zoom age of sponsorship. And we were working through the book like I was brought through the book. And yeah. I let him know up top because he was in a different state than me. I'm like, if you run into someone in person when that starts happening again, that you want to be able to see in person once a week, I highly recommend it. But I will help you until mm-hmm. you don't want help anymore. Yeah. So there was a few months You're like of that. the gateway
2: sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: the I'm the I'm the I'm the pro temporary sponsor.
2: Wait, and and can I just really is it if I stand if I'm standing in the way, I'm going to get kicked?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, why do you stand in the way to get kicked? That's what she always used to ask me. Why do you stand in the way to get kicked? Why do you do ooh, that? Ooh. Which is very funny because um in karate, that's a thing that we actually do. So it's it is right. funny because I can put that, I can actually put that together in my in my emotional life. It's like so much of my emotional reality and, and family of origin stuff has been like, no, you stand there and I kick you. And if you move, you're abandoning me. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you kicked me. Uh, I'm not abandoning you. I'm just waiting for you to get all them kicks out of your system. <laughs> There's nothing I could do to change your impulse to kick. Ho, you gonna kick? <laughs> ah,
2: I've never heard that. Yeah, it's fantastic.
0: So, um, okay. oh, but, oh, and I was trying to before the cat started having a total tantrum. What is like? What's your experience of forgiveness in your life today for yourself and others?
2: <sighs> you know, I, I for myself again. It's it's I find that through my writing. I started doing morning pages again in pandemic. That's really the only way I can get to it because that feels like the direct channel to God because I can feel like I can even obfuscate a prayer. Like the writing, I can get to that self-love and forgiveness. If you
0: were going to do a uh, espresso-based drinking game with this podcast and that one of the items would be if someone says, I do my morning pages, you got to take a shot. That is, we have a lot of morning pages happening on this pod. So I, I enjoy that.
2: Or, or I you know what I just heard about morning pages. It's the fieldwork of the unconscious. Mm. <laughs> Isn't yeah, that great? And that's yeah, I know Megan Dum said that. Um, who's a wonderful writer, one of my favorite writers. So yeah, I would say um, I know. More. I love Eddie Pepitone once tweeted, "I do my morning pages at five p.m. You motherfuckers." <laughs> like, that was like my favorite tweet ever, 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 ever. Um, but in terms of forgiving, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can bring up Larry again, but I feel like I really shouldn't. And I need to go to a meeting, but I mean, forgiveness. Yeah. No, no, I, I have a hard time with certain things forgiving when it's that thing that we talked about or alluded to of like when I didn't speak up or I was given an opportunity to speak up and I still didn't speak up. That's really hard for me. Cause then yeah. I'm just kind of left with that. So I, I kind of, um, I, I try to be that compassionate witness with myself to be like, oh, it's or like hey, even have humor. Like there it comes up again. I'm annoyed at how she behaved at my wedding 13 years ago. Like, isn't that interesting? Like get a fucking life and then try to sort of um, the way I, you know, it's generally okay. But I think it's like pray for the health, happiness, success never fails. And just like, what is next right indicated action and just get out of the thought. Cause really it's my disease is in my mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's really um getting out of the thought and that's that's I, just you saying the beating up on yourself for not taking action. And that, well god, that is again, I struggle with like just cuz I was just you know, I was built incorrectly. So in a, in a factory, in a factory where they were like, "No, you put the feet on the hands." And like so there's there is a a little bit of like do I, when do I act? And, and, you know, I hear, and especially there's like readings and and fellowships where they're like, you'll just intuitively know. And sometimes I don't, Yeah. but slowly, but surely there have been moments where I'm like, Oh, that was exactly how I was supposed to respond to that. That was the right response. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't the right response, then maybe I would have responded differently. You know, like, Totally. Yeah, I think I think we got there. I think I think we got there. And it's those those moments of like, oh, the self validation of like, oh, yeah, I didn't do that right. Oh, yep. hey.
2: and then like, you learn from it. Like, I don't think that will happen because I robbed myself of the human experience of telling someone I was not pleased with something. Like, yeah, I didn't get to grow as a person. And that relationship didn't get to grow. So and you, I robbed myself of that.
0: You robbed them of the comfort of boundaries, too because boundaries are comforting, right? Right. When when We're out there when one of the most terrifying things in my relationship is trying to figure out what the rules are, Mm. trying to, trying to read a mind to figure out what the rules of the game are because no one's expressed them. Yeah. And I'll say, listen, I don't know the parameters. If you don't tell me how you feel, I need to know parameters. It's very important. And, and so I think that like we rob, and I did this to people for years. I robbed people of the experience of knowing what my, what my boundaries were. Yes. I and who was so are. afraid to express them. Right. 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 Yeah, who and we
2: are, that, uh, there's freedom in the structure. You know, that's when we get to like play.
0: Yes. The, the colors,
2: the kaleidoscope of colors.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And it can be a little emotional chaos if we just don't know what the boundaries are. So I think that like, yeah, I love that. I love that. That's Yeah. yeah. You have really kick ass recovery.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate this. This is this has been. Yeah. Wow. Like a lot of I hope the world listens to this and learns.
0: Thank you. We are we are evangelizing this podcast. We gain one listener at a time, uh, mostly guests. Uh, They they're like this was actually a really good experience, <laughs> you know? no, this and is like, fantastic. I will keep listening, and I'm like, yeah. okay. Uh, no, well, you got we, me we... and
2: Larry. You got me and Larry and our cats, yeah. and we will plug this on all of our channels. Oh, that where God. we have 2.5 followers. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, uh, yeah, he's he's going hard. Uh, Dave, you you gotta you gotta get to the next one.
1: Not a problem. Yeah. I, uh, I just don't want to interrupt the flow of the forgiveness train. You guys were chug-a-lugging, chug-a-choo-choo. You're a
2: respectful man, Dave. (laughs) Uh,
1: Unfortunately. Yes, I am. (laughs) You really are. Um, but my, my little two cents about the forgiveness experience question is what I, where I've been recently is in a place where I'm recalling my first year of recovery and, um, A guy named Alan R. wrote in my first uh, book, The Next Right Thing is Always Possible. Now, Mm. a lot of people like to say, just do the next right thing, do the next right thing. But for me, I need to remember that it's always possible to do the next right thing, even if I don't do it, nor do I want to do it. I I, I need to always remind myself that the possibility of doing the next right thing is, is on the table. Because... This alcoholic hates making amends and hates apologizing. I hate doing it. I will do it. I'm not opposed to doing it. It's just (laughs) like I will do it as little as possible. I will get to that place as little as possible if I could muster it. But like I'm I'm a big believer of when you're wrong, promptly admit it. But uh, I try to never get to that place where I have to go through that just because it's gross to Mm -hmm. me. It saved my life, but it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel good in, in my inner parts. So feeling, what is the most surprising amends or apology that you've either had to make or receive?
2: I, uh, this is interesting. I uh, was doing my show at the improv that I host and produce, and it's kind of fraught, and it was um, one of the big comedians didn't show up. And I didn't tell the audience that big comedian wasn't going to show up. And then by the way, it wasn't an awesome show, it was good. And when an audience member came across, like behind the bar, walked up to me and goes, I have to give you a little backstory to this, if that's okay. And, and goes, where's blah, 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 Greg, whatever. Where is he? And I was like, I'm so sorry, he's not here. I, well, I can't fucking believe I brought all my friends and yelled at me and was like, and and by the way, the show isn't good. Like had come around the right time. So then I was, dealt with it, it was kind of paralyzing and horrible. And then I run into this audience member in a meeting and she's a newcomer, she's a fucking newcomer. She's a fucking newcomer and, and and kudos to her that she was in it for a week and she decides to march over to me and say, do you remember me? And I was like, I don't, I have no idea who you are.
1: And Were you said, lying or did you not remember
2: her? I had no idea
1: okay
0: whoa and also it's it's dark it's dark yeah and you're you're out of context too so like in the context of comedy people look different we look different and then when you're in a meeting I
1: mean I've I've told in like 7 30 in the morning in a
2: church in Van Ness looks very different than like gutsy that and also I think that like I kind of I don't know I I really don't take on shame but I that was such a fraught moment I felt it just like I kind of like left my body, like I couldn't take in any, anyway. Yeah. So she goes, do you remember I was like, I absolutely don't. She goes, "Um, I was there at that show when Greg didn't show up and I behaved abominably. Like, I'm so sorry. So she's doing a nine step, like she's in the rooms for a week. And here's what I just, I do want to say. I just looked at her and I say, thank you for doing that. And I didn't smile. I couldn't, I'm not taking care of her. Like it, it, it was a horrible, horrible moment. It was one of the worst professional moments that ever happened to me. When you guys know what goes into hosting a show, but then yeah. whatever. And I just said, thank you for doing that. And then, and then from then on, she was always like moving chairs and helping me with my chair or like whenever she could, she would be of service to me. And I would just be like, thank you. So it was like this incredible thing. But for me, it was the not smiling because that extra mm-hmm. thing would have like tore at my soul but i accepted it if that makes it's- any i know this sounds dramatic but that was the thing that i took away from in a way
0: no i get it it's the i want to make people uh, again i want to i want to ease people's pain right that's naturally that's my role in my family it is to to ease people's discomfort so when somebody does something icky to me and has to live in the discomfort mm. of their own guilt and shame I will often rob them of the experience of living with their feelings by trying Mm. to make it better. And I had a, um, I I had a, for me, it was in a, in a personal relationship. I had a partner who was like, you would do something to hurt my feelings. And then I would say, Hey, that hurts my feelings. Cause I'm mad direct. And then the person would beat up on themselves and then put me in a position to care. And then mm. I would start to care for them. Right. And I said, hold on one day. I, we got to back up. Number one, um, I've trained you through my own behavior to continue to treat me poorly. So let me back something up when I say that something doesn't feel good and then you beat up on yourself and I then get into a caretaker position, that actually is exhausting, draining and not fair to me. So, and it detracts from the fact that I didn't feel good in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so what she needed to see was it rather than I could see myself doing it. Oh, baby, I'm so glad that you, you apologized. You were new. Now is this, you know, and, and rather than just being like, Thank you for saying that, and then moving on. You know, then she's got to deal with like you didn't rob her of the experience from learning that when you're in a business and something, especially at a at a comedy show. I don't think I've done a show at the Improv where the whole lineup has ever showed up. I I swear (laughs) to you, I have always, I have always (laughs) producers running to the main room, scooping up another comic, bringing them back, or going to the lab, scooping up another comic, going to the main room. I I think that, like, in this city, you get... The thing about a comedy show is it's a unique snowflake. You never know what's going to happen. So you might lose one comic, but gain someone even better. And if your idea is, well, I wanted to see this comic, and I refuse to enjoy the show other than this, then you should not be going to a comedy show. You should be at home watching a special where you can have control over what you're seeing.
2: Go watch King of Queens at home. But it was so funny that I got to see her rigidity of like she gathered yes. the troops and, and they were, they were here to see this comedian. But it was like, yeah, I totally hear you. It was so powerful because it was like, oh, she's a newcomer and newcomers are the most important people in the room. But it was like, no, not robbing her of the thing of their ramifications, like when you yeah. do something like that. Like that was. Horrible, you know, so, but, but yep. we all got through it. And then I have no resentment towards her now at all. Like if I saw her, that it's literally zero, you know, I'm not going to sit down and have a pumpkin frappuccino with her, but I'm like, it's gone. It was gone because I was true to myself in the moment. Right. We and it just... always
1: reminds me of like, who am I to prevent the pain that someone needs to fully mm. actualize their situation? It's not my job to be the pain preventer.
2: Right.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. And yeah. i can think of apologies that have happened where i was kind of in between where i was like i wanted to say it's okay we're cool but i didn't but i also didn't mm. i didn't i was just like <laughs> which sa- sounds psychotic I love it. <laughs> when you're just like <laughs> yeah i didn't like that either <laughs> yeah
2: yeah which is so like there's so much dignity and humanity when it's just like simple and authentic and then no one's gonna die it's like literally in my primal or seven-year-old brain it's like what is it like i think literally i'm gonna just like dissolve into a huddle of dust
0: When I worked in treatment, sometimes I'd have to look at my crew, my little management crew, and I'd have to tell them, I'd be like, okay, let's evaluate. Number one, did anything catch on fire today? And they'd Mm. be like, no. And I'd be like, great, did we go to the ER today? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, cool, we had a good day. Love it. Did Did you fill out a Title 23 report? No, you did not. You're good, you're good. You're not filling out government paperwork, you're not sitting in an ER, and you didn't have to call the fire department bitch we had a great day right perspective perspective a sense of scale I used to say that this is why I can't be in offices anymore because I'll say I feel like we've lost our sense of scale regarding this issue um let's let's evaluate what scale is and um this is why being an independent contractor is the most important thing for me (laughs) it's like we got to really evaluate this you know but I think it requires like You know, speaking of jobs, like looking in mirrors over the years and saying to myself before work, you're the only person with a program when you walk Mm. into that office today, Mm. or you're the only person with your program when you walk into that office today, especially if it's a a treatment center, everybody's got a program, but you don't know what that ratty ass haunted house of a program might be. And so you got to be like, Hmm, I have a program. I'm gonna walk in with it today. And I do that in, I try to do that in comedy. It's hard. I haven't, I think the trickiest area for me is an open mic. Uh oh yeah. Yeah, going to an open mic and just being like, mm, mm, you know. So I have to evaluate where my spiritual principles are at on a daily basis. Like, what is your 10-step daily get down? Like, what is the things that you do? You mentioned TM you mentioned morning pages like what's your spiritual get down on a daily basis to keep you in a space where you can handle an apology but also not try to fix it for that person cuz again I'm like I bow I bow to oh, you right
3: now.
2: That, it took years and uh I would say so it's like a non-negotiable thing where it's like I wake up in the morning and just like don't pick up the fucking phone like I just don't go to the phone I go right to God it has to that's really the main thing it's just yeah. I mean certainly I may have to feed my daughter microwave pancakes. And yeah, that's right. They're microwave pancakes. Okay.
0: That's fine.
2: Yeah, thank you. But it's the, whatever, and whatever I feel like doing that day, like I gotta mix it up. Like sometimes it's a letter to God. Sometimes it's a gratitude list. Sometimes I don't have the time to write, but it's a meditation, writing, reading, and then praying, you know, show me just how to be of service. So show me how. And then um, I like what Dave was saying. I don't promptly admit it. I gotta do that more throughout the day. but. <laughs> It might might be a couple days later, but and then at the end of the day, um, I'm actually working on praying again. Like for some reason, I always feel like I pray in the morning, but not at night. So I don't know. Twenty three years later, but and then the ten step. It's been I've done a myriad different ways, but what I always like to do is like what went well today, because I've been so like annihilating of myself. Like what went well today? Where did I feel the presence of God? What like like literally being a diarist or like a um yeah just like a documentarian of my day and then like what could I do better and then I used to sometimes do a line and be like for the hope part like what am I looking forward to tomorrow and so you know you know what I mean like what's going on tomorrow like there's always tomorrow bitch like it's okay and then I might put like and then I usually just all I write is have a great day Like whatever that means.
1: That's another good coffee mug. There's always tomorrow, bitch. (laughs) Yes.
2: There's always tomorrow, bitch, you know? Or like or my grandmother used to say, there's always another trolley around the corner, but she was talking about men. (laughs) Because just really quickly, had two husbands, didn't remember either of her husbands at the end of her life, but remembered the married lover she'd bang who would bring over a bottle of scotch in the morning. So for your listeners... I just
0: want you to know that's who she remembered at 180. It's always
1: tomorrow, bitch.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. I remember I went through a breakup. God, I was like six, seven years, right? I go through this breakup. It was the end of the world. I was like, oh my God, nobody'll ever want to date me. I'm over the hill. I was, by the way, 26. Like yeah, I was just right. like, oh my God, just doom gloom. And I remember my my friend telling me, she goes, All I'd have to do. It's just whisper in the parking lot of a meeting or a friend group or your college or wherever i would just have to whisper outside anna is single and she goes do you know how much dick would be lined up around this fucking block right now if i just miles, said miles of miles, cock. miles miles of, of cock. Cock. Yeah.
1: the art the odds are good but those goods oh they're odd baby yeah uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But sometimes you need your girls to be like, listen, like it is. You think that that is the la- you get stuck in that dick sand and you think that's the last dick you ever going to see. And I love I love your grandma's like, no, there's always another trolley girl. Oh, that's a New always. Yorker, by the way, because there's yeah. so many there's so many people just on fucking top of each other in New York. Right. So she's just like, whatever. There's a million hot. He was a diehard hard
2: New Yorker on 56th Street for like over 50 years. I mean, she was a New Yorker. Yeah. So, wow, yeah, yeah she was tough broad.
1: Love it. Yeah. Well, you were talking earlier about having like uh, you know, conception of having angels and talking to God and TM uh, feeling, what is your relationship with your higher power look hmm. like?
2: I think there's humor in it. It's loving again, humor because I feel like sometimes the higher, Oh, the higher power, but it's like, a, I just, you know, I remember once someone in a meeting said, you know, I don't say these like set prayers anymore because I wouldn't say that to a friend. Like I just talk directly to God, Right. you know, and I remember when I didn't have a relationship for even the first eight years. I was very lonely in my first eight years is right. I mean, I just was had a lot of intimacy problems and I remember just screaming out at my higher power, like fuck you, like where is he as if he was going to save me because it's Larry, Larry didn't save me. But I um, guess I don't know. it's been the cause oh, of my problems. Yeah. Know. Oh, where's that yeah. character, unemployed character actor, my prince with psoriasis? Who who? Where's my who fucking Epstein Barr and psoriasis and I every mean, other fucking diabetic? Everybody loves
1: a good rescue dog with psoriasis. So, I mean, girl,
0: girl, 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 I got a man with her. it.
1: I'm I got Larry. a man
0: with a or with an organic, never used coke, deviated septum, and a hiatal hernia, bitch. Like, I get you. It's oh, like okay. He's right. so wonderful. And I'm oh, like, yeah. he sounds like Chet from Weird Science anytime he eats a meal. All right. Listen, yeah. like it's yeah, it <laughs> you have the emotion like I'm a puck from the
2: real world, you asshole. It's like, and with your fucking like,
1: I just med- want to say we brought up higher power and you went straight to <laughs> So um hmm Let's All see right. here. But
2: I just you know, I send God into rooms. I send God into To make rooms. sure Larry's
1: not in there. To them. make sure
2: Larry's not in
3: there. And I'm like,
2: higher power just going before me or my angels. And I'm, I just try to, I'm trying to talk to my higher power more throughout the day. So it's not like right. really good little recovery girl day. Morning and night. Because I have those nailed down yeah. so throughout the day part. But it's a goddess, by the way. I just want that known. It's a female mm-hmm. goddess.
0: Yeah. I, I, I keep a whiteboard in my bathroom with a prayer on it. And that helps reminds me for that second prayer of the day. Cause I generally wake up and I'm like, pray. And I do talk to the God informally a lot. Cause I know that my God, like yours has a huge sense of humor. Yes, yes, My God has like a little Nas X level of trolling happening in my life. Like a, like, like just out here, just like laughing. And I always tell my sponsees, I'm like, you can borrow my higher power, but I want you to know the bitch got, she got a sense of humor and she's going to make fun of you. Yeah. It's going to feel oh, wild. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. um, adventure, so-
2: moving and fascinating adventure. It's like, exactly. You know, just, she's got such big plans for me. And I'm like, oh, Larry left his black socks and he does his little like psyllium husk on the sink. <laughs> and I'm like spun out. And she's like, shut the fuck up.
0: Oh, what the psyllium you- husk. I feel like Larry and I can talk about digestive problems in a way that's like.
2: You guys might need your own breakout room in early. Yeah, we might need our own. About <laughs> a little psyllium husk. Cause he's like, oh, changed my life. It's changed my life. And I'm like, but- well, you still sound like a truffle pig. So I don't know if it's really changed your life. It, it, the
0: reason the reason why, um, relationships again, why primary relationships do come up when discussing higher power stuff is that's where you have to rely on your higher power. Enough. Right? You know, exactly. cause it's like, it's like, you got to look at yourself and be like, well, I asked God to help me with this. And then also when you said you were previously lonely and then you got in a relationship and that the, the thing is, is you can be Desperately lonely in a relationship. I'm a serial monogamous person. And uh I've been on some relationships where I'm like, it is this sounds like a tumbleweed, just like lonely like, lonelier in the relationship
2: th- than when you're without. I was just talking about this yesterday. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so the thing about that is like that relationship with the higher power, that's where it really comes in because it's like, no. I'm cool. God had me when I was single. God had me when I was in a relationship with that dick bag, And and God has me in this relationship with this pretty decent guy who has some stomach issues yeah! and
1: some eats psoriasis. a lot of psoriasis <laughs> and
0: eats a lot of psyllium husk and is probably a gluten intolerant person. I don't know. Like yeah. there is. Yeah, he doesn't know it
2: and he is. Yeah. Um, He's a bread. He's all fucked up on bread and he gave up bread for a week. He looked like fucking the guy from Rescue Me. And everyone was like, had a hard on for Larry, and now no, Rebel Wilson you,
0: with a dick. You can so tell. What you're
1: saying is you're encouraging Larry to eat more bread so that <laughs> no one will find him appealing. Well, because That's it is just what I heard.
0: It is infuriating, by the way, when you are in a relation and you, <laughs> you and you're a smart person, perhaps either you're Latino or you're Jewish. You've 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 done a lot of been around a lot of people that are like my my, my arthritis or my stomach right. or my, this, and you got a lot of home recipes. You got a lot of ways to deal with it. And then you tell your partner, Hey, you sound like Chet from where you sound like a truffle pig every time you eat. Ah! And then that motherfucker looks at you and goes, why are you criticizing me? oh yeah, oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and then, yeah. and then goes to the doctor and the doctor says, sir, you have truffle pigitis. Right. And then, and then you're like, you're like, I, I bet, I I, I I told you it was ketoacidosis.
2: I fucking Here. told you, and then they just, like died in our kitchen because you're like shotgunning cokes like a fucking just loser. In Theta Chi, in, like Tulane.
0: They can't hear it from their partners because yeah. of their yeah. usually May their I'll, relationships uh, with for, their mothers. Uh, 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 they yeah. cannot hear it from their partners, no. and so it is it is infuriating to watch somebody in front of you actively hurt themselves. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah he still does it with his weirdo shit but i'm like i can't like you know you're not getting sleep and you'll probably die 10 years earlier like sooner than you would because you can't you can't can't just put yourself to bed like a normal man
0: here's here's a, here's one that'll kill you this is really fun poor dave right now is just i know like
3: in i think
1: i went on disassociative state he's in just dis-
0: like dis- does
1: that? I just got nothing to say you guys you guys got your we are uh, bonding
0: we're now yeah, best friends yeah. who am I to major bonding
1: who am no, I to prevent the, pain? I to prevent the sw- pain that you two need to fully actualize your situations
0: we should swap you should give me Larry for an afternoon and then i'll convince him to do all the things you want him to do and i'll be yes! my dude for the yes! afternoon and then you convince him all the things and then we'll and then Go, exactly. good old it's almost
2: like a weird key party freaky friday or an emotional <laughs> freaky friday like yeah some just kind of freaky friday. yeah yeah it's a like, it's a key yeah. party
0: for just taking care of your damn self you know yeah. what i mean like yeah just because because you look at him and you're like just take care of your damn self Weird. Yeah, the only thing
2: he'll do is get a fucking facial like
0: that's his self care because I got him one for his birthday. Gotta take, like, care like my, gotta take care of the cash register. I know. Take
1: care of the cash register. So don't. I told it.
0: my I told my man's, which by <sighs> the way he didn't he didn't even know he didn't even know about lotion before he met me. Oh. Bless his heart. He because I told him this is so funny. I said to him because I work out a lot. I said, you gotta stretch after you work out. Yeah. You should stretch, you're getting, you're over 30 now. And if you don't do that, you're gonna wake up one day and you're gonna look like Gollum. You're never gonna stand yeah. up again. You gotta, you gotta stretch your body after you work out. You know what he does instead of stretching? He rubs CBD balm all over his body.
2: I kind of don't mind that. I don't I'm, mind it either. I'm kind of into I think it's something.
0: But it's not stretching. It's just so funny. Or my favorite one, we one time we were. I mean it's lazy.
2: It's lazy. I mean, men are lazy. I'm sorry, they're fucking lazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just feral. Just feral. (laughs) Just feral. And so except for Dave, Dave is a clean. Dave's respectful. Respectful. Happy disciplined spiritual guru. Yes. Uh, owns a cat Uh, cat is alive
1: none of these things Uh, but I I, I will say this the whole self-care thing it's not just a dude thing you know it's like a lot of us were never taught self-care
0: true I had to be taught I remember in my first year going to the dentist and the dentist teaching me how to floss Mm -hmm. no one had ever talked to me about flossing no one had ever talked to me about washing my face before I went to bed I was like I was raised by by wolves and so um so yeah. i do understand it there does get to but i i think where the frustration comes in probably for us is, <laughs> is the desire mean,
1: probably for us this has been a whole like 10 minutes <laughs> it's been like the last like, 40 minutes frustrated like, <laughs> with our partner
0: does the, the desire to improve we got the a desire to know bond. better
2: I is a bit of a gendered thing. I think women generally are a little bit better on the
0: self-care tip, That's not true. I have to say. Well, yes, it's because we're pick, shamed about picker, our periods. Is, right,
1: right, My exactly. paper is broken. So like I, I've I've had relationships where they have not been good at the type of self-care that needs to be for right. a, a sane person, you right. know? And this has been years now, but like, I mean, grooming self-care, yes, women have been shamed into that must be this but like mental health self care or, don't engage in these behaviors, self care, which is, I, I think that's just a universal human thing. It's like, sure.
2: That's I mean, true. Larry steals my leave in conditioner and is like, thinks he's some kind of Gordon Gecko from the 80s. We're
1: going to have Larry on. We have to have Larry on. We have to have a Larry Tuesday, rebuttal. I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out be to prepared Larry. prepared to be bored
2: this. to death with I his like, so. never so. ending so. morose, maudlin Irish tales that don't have a point. So, so be prepared to is, like, me and incinerate Lori, your fucking me, podcast
1: me and larry are <laughs> so going to have boring. a nice time and then anna's gonna want to stick needles in her eardrums. because i think me and larry could have a nice time
0: all right good luck
2: have fun get a red bull get some red bulls
1: i drink mucho cold brew we, Girl, we we've had we some dead fish
0: <laughs> i think we got it okay okay so <laughs> you're either
1: going to be justified fielding or people are going to listen to larry's episode and be like fucking larry's a saint
0: no i i get <laughs> it i get it what time what time okay what i was in the car with my dude and he had this uh he goes like this he'd been to the gym that day and he's poking at his chest and he goes i think i'm having chest pains
2: oh, and no. i said
0: i said to him i said what do you mean chest pains and he goes well it just hurts when I poke right here and i said uh do you work out today he goes yeah and i go "Did you do the chest press and he <laughs> said yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I poked him right in his pecs and I said, babe, you're building muscle. That's that's soreness from working out. And he said, no, it is not. I'm making a doctor's appointment. And I just quietly drove for a moment. And then I said, if you want to waste that man's time and money, you go ahead and do that motherfucker. <laughs> and we just kept driving. And then a night, a day later he goes, you're right. I was sore. I was like, I'm gonna kill you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That is so funny. Oh, we're switching partners. We're switching. God. Oh no, no, no! We're switching. Like, send him, send him now. Like, man I need swap. to mix it up. And, yeah, man swap and to get yeah. them to do self care. And so maybe Larry will fucking with- wash his face with an exfoliant.
0: Yeah. Well, Larry, Larry's gonna come back uh with a complete gluten free diet plan. <laughs> he um, yeah, he's yeah way. dropped all the weight yeah. eating eating small meals throughout the day rather oh, so than <laughs> gorging himself. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. gonna yeah actually because,
2: hydrating and being like. Well, i of a searing headache i'm like have you had a glass of water what? you obese elf what the fuck is wrong with you
0: have you had a glass of? that's our podcast actually okay. that's our oh, podcast okay. cool. have yeah. you had a glass of water yeah yeah he's like i forget to drink water
2: i'm like i can't believe i fuck you to,
1: like to who to next forgets week's to drink question. water
2: you fucking loser
1: well where larry will be filling in in the role of dave next tuesday and then Anna and Fielding can yell at Larry 12, for 12 different re- reasons that he is uh, not measuring up.
0: At all. At all. <laughs> I had a rehab girl. You can tell him this. Tell him this. I had a rehab girl tell me one time. She comes up to me. She's like, Anna, I need my PRN for anxiety. And I said, okay. And she had been laying by the pool in a bikini rubbing herself down with uh, with baby oil all day. And uh, and so she she just lay in there drinking Red Bulls bigger than this. Just just the biggest, the biggest venti sized Red Bulls. Right. And so so she she comes up to me. She goes, I need a a PRM for anxiety. I was like, sure, you know, legally, there's nothing I can say or do about that. But I just said to her, I said, by chance, have you had any water today? Ah! She said, (laughs) I kid you not fielding. She said, I am too busy to drink water. And I said, Mama, you've been laying by this pool. Ah! all day and she said my mind is too busy to drink water and I started laughing so hard I had to take a knee I was Uh, like I know you're gonna yell at my you're gonna tell my boss about this but I'm sorry I can't you broke me you broke me there's nothing I can say to you (laughs) and like people
2: like this exist there's a militia of this bitch who think they're just too busy like you think you're the president you're not even like like oh because you're you're fucking in uploading an instagram reel and you can't drink a little aquafina bitch
0: (laughs) okay we gotta we gotta get out of this podcast before dave
2: Okay, Dave, Dave we love you. We love you,
0: Dave. If you're listening to this, sure. there is 50 per, there are some people with <laughs> podcasts, regardless of gender, really feeling themselves because they have somebody at home, regardless of gender, washing their ass or brushing their teeth or doing what they need to do to live a healthy, productive life and not be a gross person in their relationship. So I'm just saying there is there is somebody getting something out of this, I think, or maybe I'm just gonna have a great therapy session tomorrow. But how are we end this. How are we, are we do our last, we do our Uh. last question as I ask Fielding, what is one thing you would tell somebody just like you in the world right now?
2: I would say whatever you're freaking out about right now and like your mind spinning won't, you won't even remember it a year from now. Yeah. So it's all just kind of, I mean, it's kind of a banal hackneyed little thing, but I think that's just, it's like, how important is it? is my other favorite thing kind of dovetails with that like how important is it?
0: it we yelled about little health things for <laughs> that's so another long another coffee we cup were, how important how is important it? Is, it? is it how important
2: is it does it need it, to be said does it need to be said by me does it need to be said by me right now
0: and that's the reason why you're still married by the way even though you just went on this beautiful funny rant like that's why you're the reason you're still married is still married there was uh there was a moment in my relationship The stupidest argument i've ever had with man he said to me i come in the back i come around the kitchen and he's making uh soup but like in a frying pan i said why are you making that soup in a frying pan he said (sighs) sauce he said it's a saucepan i said that is a frying pan sir and he said it is a (gasps) saucepan and i said it is a frying pan and then i walked out and i told i called my sponsor you know what my sponsor said what girl he can cook soup in a boot it doesn't fucking matter it's just who and I went. Who fuck? gives a f- right. who? Get who's the fuck? How he cooks the soup? Let the man cook the soup. You know, let you let him- can clown on him later. But why yeah. do you have to be right about the nature in which he's cooking the soup? It's just you. Soup.
2: You stood in front of the pan. You stood in front of the burner. You're gonna get kicked.
0: You're gonna get kicked. You're gonna get kicked. You're gonna get boot. kicked. They're cooking
2: the soup in. Boot soup, boot soup, yeah. Boot, soup. Yeah.
0: boot yeah. soup. We brought it back to soup. Stripper soup. Boot soup. Stripper, stripper boot soup. soup.
2: Yeah. What was the strip club, Dave? What was it called? The Slip Kitty? Yeah, the, uh, sl- the the ticklish kitty? whisker.
0: <laughs> that's so the ticklish whisker. Oh, that's oh, uh, oh, that's a good, it's So good. It's so that's a great. Good. It's so good. that's a great strip club name. Uh, that will
2: be our ancillary podcast, Anna.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ticklish whisker.
2: Yeah, the
0: ticklish prisoner. We yell about men and make soup, and <laughs> we have gazpacho. It's gazpacho. Oh yeah! Right oh yeah! Mm-hmm. Uh, Fielding, where can people find you and all the things that you're doing? Um,
2: at Fielding Edlow, and if you feel like learning even more about my marriage to Larry, check out Bitterhomesandgardens.com dot com um, or YouTube BitterHomesAndGardens, and you'll. We just released our second season of our web series, which I wrote. Larry did not write. We didn't co-create. I wrote it. But I hired him as an actor and he's he's replaceable. He's What's Larry's
1: replaceable. Venmo handle so people <laughs> can send him aid for Duels? You want to mention um, Larry's if Venmo? If you want to
2: send him Caramel Quest bars and his new O'Douls, uh don't even know i we've blocked each other we we don't even follow each other i don't even know larry's handle because we don't follow each other
0: he got a gluten allergy He's down here drinking old duels that poor man ain't gonna have a stomach by the end of the year oh
2: no no he's yeah he's like one i'm like one snore away from taking the online scientology quiz
0: (laughs) and i do have to say in hollywood in these streets when you have a partner you do have to i hate to say this uh having been on set of a network television show Uh, and somebody asking, uh, where I'd written my own jokes. Somebody asked a producer asked my boyfriend if he wrote my jokes. So you do have to say, if you have created something and your partner is there adjacent to you, literally within 10 miles of you in Hollywood, you do have to preface for the misogynists in the world. He did not co-create this he is starring in it yes and i created it yes and so you do have to specify thank you because thank you the human brain is broken they all uh,
2: they, they, they they everyone makes the assumption they co-created or mm-hmm. they don't they think he or though i you know larry did you write it no it's like i wrote every fucking so it's like i feel like an asshole being like i wrote it i agree but it's like yeah
0: because because it, it, how it reads to the patriarchal brain is that it is that you're like oh, why would you take that away from him? And it's like, oh, I didn't take, you had an assumption yeah, based on a implicit yeah. bias. You heard peanut butter and thought jelly. I'm telling yeah. you, honey, bitch, it's a peanut butter and honey Internalized sandwich. misogyny,
2: bitch. I am a fucking writer. My husband's like a grip on a bad NYU film. Like, fuck you. Like I did the work and I'm going to get the reward. <laughs> <laughs>
0: girl we gotta get coffee
2: (laughs) i think either open my coffee or just a sleepover while maybe we send our husbands off to the redwood forest (laughs) or partner i don't know if
3: you're married
0: or not oh no we're we're not married but uh congratulations
2: uh... and keep it that way it's a nightmare there's no point there's actually no point I wish I never got married, but oh my God, Dave, I feel like I have to send a basket of muffins over to Dave's house today. Oh,
1: I'm doing just fine. <laughs> so where you can find me on social media <laughs> is at Yates Comedy, Y-A-T-E-S Comedy. You can support me directly by buying hot sauce from me. I make a good hot sauce called Ha Ha Hot Sauce. Mm-hmm. So you can go to ha hot sauce dot com. Anna, where can people find you and our lovely podcast?
0: You can find me at phone on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at Um, I will be going on tour... Uh... This should come out before that. Um from uh October thirty or 20th, um through November sixteenth. Um I will be posting that information. And um you can uh, find this podcast at 12 Q Pod on all social media, including the TikToks. We're all on the TikToks, TikTok's. that's where. I guess people are getting managers now. I don't know, but we're all in the ticky talks and, um, and, uh, at uh, 12 Q pod, Gmail, the whole thing, uh, rate, review, subscribe, have an added to almost steal this from rivers Langley. Have an attitude of gratitude motherfuckers. Like, like just tell your friends, tell your homies, tell your sponsees, uh, tell your non-program people. We have a lot of non-program listeners. Uh, so yeah. And, uh, how we end this podcast. Every time, Fielding, is if nobody's told you this today, we love you.
1: Aww. Love you, Fielding. Thanks for coming on.
2: I love you, and I love you, Dave. This Aww. was an absolute blast. Thank All you. my love to you guys.
0: Thank you. And, Dave, in spite of the fact that you are a man, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, Dave, no, uh, if nobody's told you this today, we love you.
1: See, they really do love the patriarchy, guys. It's just real deep down. <laughs>
0: And if you're listening to this and nobody has told you the same,
1: love you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Love you,
0: Anna. Love you. Love you.
1: Okay, awesome.